can spit at you from here. What are you doing with your face? That's free speech. Nerd, you're wrong. Oh! That is some bad philosophy. Come on. Bad Philosophy, episode 15, recorded on December 11th, 2008. Save KTXT. Hello, everyone. and one to Bad Philosophy. Uh, we've got some urgent, late-breaking news. Uh, this, this is really one of the, the best things that's come up recently, since Raiderville, I think. Um, rarely do we have a news story of this this sort of relevance and, and passion come up, uh, just, just really drop into our laps. And um, I'll go into, into detail in a few moments here, but I want to go ahead and introduce our panel. Uh, got me, of course, Stephen Torrance, um, actually in Matt Legler's house right now. Hey there, guys. <laughs> I drove back from Must be uh, scary. Lubbock today. Yep. And uh, we got Kevin <laughs> yep. back at his home. Grapevine represent. Yeah. And uh, Benjamin Brown, who uh, works for the campus radio station, KTXT 88.1. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey, guys. What's up? Hey. So um, Ben is joining us because of some news that, that dropped uh, yesterday evening. Uh, it was the first time I saw it, and things kind of escalated from there. Um, I'm just going to go ahead and read the, the announcement. And y'all who aren't at tech might not care about this initially but it's it means a ton to us so here here goes the headline is student media department announces broadcast changes texas tech university's student media department is undergoing several changes the most significant of those changes occurred today when ktxt fm the university's student-run radio station ceased its broadcasts on 88.1 fm and ktxt.net Control of the radio station's FCC license, which is maintained by the university, is being shifted from the student media department to Texas Tech's other educational radio station, KOHM-FM. No firm plans regarding the future of the 88.1 FM frequency or the related website have been announced. Uh, it goes on to explain some of the, the reasons why this is happening, um, including the overwhelming financial demands of operating an FM radio station, coupled with the radical changes in the radio broadcast industry, made it clear that we need to rethink our definition of broadcast media and refocus our commitment to bolstering student learning. Uh, this was said by uh, Susan Peterson, the director of student media. Uh, as they prepare to find jobs after graduation, our students depend on us to enhance the skills learned in the classroom. To meet that need, student media must adapt to the changes dictated by the industry. So um, they go on to list some other uh, reasons for the, the takedown, that, that basically uh, it was expenditures, uh, the fact that the radio station consumed 41% of student media's financial resources while only bringing in a quarter of a percent of the department revenue, and that the um, shifts in broadcast media have allowed for fewer jobs in radio broadcasting and more opportunities in new media, such as webcasting, podcasting, and video. Now. The initial reaction among tech students was shock, horror, and a Facebook group was created instantaneously, I think, <laughs> and has grown quite large now. Um, the, the students don't want this to happen. The, this, there was no warning about this whatsoever on the student side, no tech announces. I never saw any, anything about it beforehand. And uh, they just kind of slapped this on us, and now uh, we're trying to, to pick up the pieces and, and save the radio station, basically. I mean, this is this is our campus radio station that has been broadcasting for something like 47 years, 
and now they have just taken it down. Um, so Benjamin Brown, uh, he's a DJ at the radio station, and uh, he's got some interesting insights. So I'm going to go ahead and turn it over to you, Ben. Uh, why don't you tell us what do you know, um, what happened here? All right, I think I think I'd like to start from the beginning. So this 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 uh, shutdown was was very very abrupt, as you said, but. Um, we had some warning beforehand, but we, we, we didn't really think it meant anything. Uh, there's a, a show that plays Friday evenings. Uh, they, they play a techno show. And these DJs, while they were having their show, a locksmith came to change every single lock in the building. And uh, he kept on dropping little hints about things. And this account, I have an account. It's a first-hand written account from one of the DJs. And it's located on the, the Facebook group. And I've actually talked to some of the people. But uh, we didn't think it meant anything. Um, our, our station manager, uh, Blake Porter, uh, play, uh, didn't think it meant anything serious until suddenly, abruptly, yesterday morning, um, the station transmitter was turned off. No warning. Absolutely no word was given to us. In fact... So y'all uh, didn't know anything about this beforehand? Like, they didn't tell you that it was going to happen? Nope. Absolutely no warning. Um, what, it's strange. The timing is immaculate. I'll say this because they waited until... Um, all exams were over until every single uh, student living in the dorms was required to be off campus. After the last paper had been printed by the Daily Toreador, basically um, it's like a communications blackout has happened, and they didn't actually have to do anything. They just let you know time play its little game with us. So, um, yeah, the entirety of all the information you've heard, the only reason anyone knows anything about this is because of the very dedicated efforts of many of my friends and co-workers and the people who have worked for the station before, those that we would call uh, station alumni. So, yeah, totally abrupt. Uh, they did not even give us a chance to make a farewell broadcast or to do anything of that sort. Um, so uh, the, the last person to do his shift, I didn't know the station had ended, but he was the last person ever. And so, I mean, we're, we're saddled with this emotional burden of, you know, something that we've been dedicating our lives to, at least it's been the past four years of my life. My entire college experience has been basically revolving around this radio station. So it, it's it's abrupt, and I don't know if if I can put into words the, the shock that you feel. It's like having a leg cut off, and you know your support is gone. It's very very hot. What, what struck me about this whole thing is just it, it seemed rather unprecedented. Like I, I hadn't I hadn't heard of this ever happening at another major university of them just just shutting down the campus radio station with no warning whatsoever. Do, do you have you heard of something like this ever happening before? I have certainly heard of college stations being closed before, but uh, usually some kind of word is given, some kind of uh, backup plan is provided. I remember reading about one uh, several years ago. There's, there's this one station. Uh, it was written about in College Music Journal, and they were, you know, they were notified in advance that their station, unless they, you know, figured out a way to save a lot of money, their their license and their transmitter would be, you know, uh, they wouldn't have access to them anymore. So what this station did was, you know, they had a timely response. They had enough time in advance to prepare and hold fundraisers, and eventually they managed to save their station. But I haven't heard of a major state university closing a, a radio station in a very long time. Yeah, so, yeah it seems, is... I mean, it just seems so abrupt and, and just out of the blue. Like, I, I saw the news and I, I almost couldn't believe that it was happening. Um, I know that um, there was supposed to be a Board of Regents meeting today. 
um, but I'm not sure if they talked about it. I'm not sure if this is something that they approved or, you know, who, who up the chain of command let this happen. I mean, do, do you know, did, did you feel any tremors, any, any uh, pre-shocks, um, anything that might have, have told you all that this, something like this was possible even? Well, I have two things to say for this. The station has had uh, existential crises before. Um, I'll give you a little bit of background. The station used to be maintained by the uh, Department of Mass Communications. But I, I believe five years ago, maybe six years ago, uh, control of the station was transferred to Student Media, which is the organization, the sub-organization of the university that maintains uh, La Ventana, the yearbook, and the Daily Torridor newspaper, which I think is fairly appropriate. But uh, the fact is, we we haven't really been connected to any of the schools of the uh, any of the colleges in the university. But um, yeah, they had an existential crisis then, and I, I believe they raised money back then to continue with the station and everything. But uh, I'll say this: uh, the, the student me uh, media administration, the administrators, we call them the ladies downstairs. But uh, they, uh, uh, as far as well. The feeling is they're they're very secretive and they don't tell us a lot of things. They're hmm. like you know, the average DJ doesn't ever interact with them. The only people who really do are the, the two or three of the executive staff members, and uh, some of the information is just you know why, why would they need to tell us anything? But seriously, any any information about the financial state of the radio station has been kept secret from us. Hmm. And see that that doesn't seem that doesn't seem to foster a good work environment. I mean, if y'all y'all should have been at least told that this was happening. I mean, the uh, the movement that's beginning now should have begun earlier in the semester because what what yeah. people are doing now is is they formed a Facebook group. Um, they are are trying to. I'm not. Sh I have to look at it again, but I'm I'm pretty sure they're trying to raise funds. Um, look at at possible areas in in the um, university budget that we could be uh, able to get funding for the university. Um, they're encouraging everyone to write letters to the administration to, to try to convince them that this is a very, very bad idea. Um, I saw one very, very well-written uh, blog post by Emily uh, Peterson, I think. Uh, Emily, and the blog is called Blooming Where Planted. Emily Ann Peterson, that's her name. Yeah, Emily Ann Peterson. And she, she basically said that, that the reasons that they gave in the initial announcement, that this, this wasn't preparing students for the industry, are, are just outright wrong. She said that, that her experience working for the campus radio station, working for KTXT, was the only and most valuable education that she got. Um, that that prepared her beyond any of her courses, any of her professors, her degree even. That her experience at the radio station was the, the only valuable education that she received at Texas Tech. And that yes, for them that, to take that away would cripple anyone's uh, chances of actually getting a leg up uh, before entering the industry. Well, it, it's more than just radio experience. It's experience in, in dealing with an organization and having a job with the bosses and things like that. Uh, KTXT is what I believe is called a training station. That's what college radio aspires to be. Not only you know being educational and sharing the music, Know, which is an, an amazing emotional thing to be doing. But the only way you can have experience being a DJ or, or being uh, running a radio station is to actually be a DJ or to run a radio station. And when you're fresh out of college, degree in radio, there's no way you can immediately have any experience with any of those things without having a college station where you can work and try out and do these things. So for those of us at the station who are planning on having media careers, and there are many of them, uh, there is no way for them to get practical experience. 
short of having a really low-end job serving coffee to DJs at, a, at another radio station. Kevin, your thoughts on this? I have I have a number of thoughts. Um, my first thought is that, as something kind of Ben mentioned, this is supposed to be an educational program rather than a profitable one. Um, the reason that they couldn't sell advertising, I mean, this is stuff I'm reading and learning right now, is that um, because under their FCC license, they couldn't sell large advertisements. They had to be, you know, very short, you know, name of company, phone number, and that's about it. But the thing wasn't meant to turn a profit. Unfortunately, as we talked about in Leveraging Excellence, college is moving towards that mindset. Um, beyond that, uh, I, as as much as it's, it's a crazy thing that it's happening, uh, it also leads back into some stuff that I think we've talked about previously about um, old media forms dying. Um, and, and this is evidence of that. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm not saying it should happen. But when the tech radio makes less than a quarter of a percent of, the, of their budget back, of, the, of any money that they make, it, it says something interesting that, that people obviously aren't listening to it or, or something, is, something is not happening that's making it not a viable business thing. Once again, it, doesn't, it shouldn't be necessarily a viable business model or shouldn't have that. But that's what's happening and and because we're in a more business-like environment nowadays that's why it went off the air well i'm I'm curious just just how much of that well ben i want to ask you like has the has the radio station ever ever in its entire history turned a profit um no it's that's fine (laughs) like in its entire almost 50 year history not that i'm aware although I, i i have been led to believe you know my years of experience at the station and my my rudimentary understanding of what a nonprofit does. Um, KTXD is is more comparable to like a classic a classical music radio station that you find all over the country, or to a PBS television station, which never make money. They mm-hmm. run, you know, you know, uh, off the teat of the government. And as much as uh, you know, if you don't like PBS, then fine. But you know, the idea of PBS and uh, KTXT TV being legitimate, whereas KTXT FM 88.1 is not legitimate, I don't think it's possible to make that distinction. 88.1 KTXT, the station, my organization, we are a musical organization, and we serve the community by providing an alternative to the to everyone. In terms of music, we educate people about different types of music. 88.1 does not just play, you know, indie pop or dance punk. We, you know, play blues and jazz. Yeah, I, I want to say I, I've been driving around Lubbock, and, and it just just in the past like two or three weeks, I've started actually listening to the radio station on a regular basis since I uh, lost one of the, the earbuds for my iPod. So <laughs> I, I've actually needed to listen to the radio in my car. What, what a concept! And. Uh, of, of all the stations in Lubbock, I've listened to 88.1 the most because, you know, you get the DJs on there that, you know, they're not pros. They're not going to, you know, use the canned stuff and, and all, you know, all kinds of this fakery. You get real college students playing uh, music that I've never heard before, good music, good variety of music, and, uh, you know, it's something something different. And for that to just be to just be taken away outright without any recourse, uh, I think is, is extremely backhanded and callous on the part of the administration and I they're they're going to pay dearly for this um, I want to I want to go ahead and ask ask you Ben 
what do you think, where do you think it will go from here? Do you think we'll be able to actually save the radio station? Do you think the administration will renege and keep funding it? Well, there has been a little bit of late-breaking news, actually. Um, I have heard through the grapevine that uh, KOHM, which is the uh, tech's other radio station, the educational radio station, they're the organization yeah. that has been given control of our FCC license. And it is rumored that uh, they have agreed to let us transmit and broadcast as long as we meet budgetary restraints and raise a little bit of money for us. I don't know anything for certain about that. That may not even happen. But I think that is one potential avenue for uh, KTXC to continue to exist. Another avenue is for us to uh, simply change our format and be uh, read, uh, taken up by the university and maybe uh, cut our transmitting hours. Because I'm not sure if you guys know this, but uh, the, radio, the broadcast tower of, of uh, KTXT broadcasts at 3,500 watts, which is the highest college radio wattage in the country. It's a very powerful station. Yeah, I've noticed it's it comes in really clear. <laughs> yeah, uh, 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 KTXT reaches all of Lubbock County, and I think most of every other single surrounding county. And I think on a really good day, you can hear us in New Mexico. And wow. you know, I love KTXT, and I think our music is great. But I don't know if it's entirely necessary for us to be reaching New Mexico. And uh, right. where I'm going with this is uh, transmitter costs. It's a, you know, it uses a lot of power, and I believe that uh, the station. A transmitter alone uses, I believe, uh, something like a $150,000 a year, transmitting oh 24 hours a day. And that is where, like, 98% of the money KTXT uses goes to, is powering the transmitter. Okay. Uh, so so you think that, by, by, like, looking at things like the transmitter, um, it cutting down hours, y'all could definitely get it to a, a reasonable budget then? The, the only other things on which we spend money... Are, are the maintenance of our studio equipment, which is almost nothing, because our equipment is so old and easy to fix, it's ridiculous. And also, we have maybe five part-time employees who make, you know, uh, probably a smidge above minimum wage. How much does it cost y'all to run the um, to run the internet feed? Um, I don't believe it's costing us anything right now. Uh, we uh, for a long time we had a server in house inside of the radio station. You know, this this old piece of junk computer. That we just ran as a server, because you know we may have you know several hundred people listening to the broadcast at once. I believe more recently we've moved to the College Publisher website, although I'm not certain um, that we have any any sort of substantial uh, fees for servers or internet or anything like that. Okay. If, if there uh, is, and, and that's kind of what I what I was curious about is why um, could y'all not turn this into a, a pure uh, internet radio venture uh, in in lieu of the um, the terrestrial radio broadcasting. Well, we uh, it's a good idea. And I think it's uh, definitely, um, you know, uh, uh, one, it should be in our contingency sheet it's to start up KTXT again, but as an internet radio station, you know, affiliated yeah, with... Yeah, because the then station. you don't have to have an FCC license, right? Exactly. We certainly uh, it don't. Would, it would be yeah. similar <laughs> to the way TD uh, manages their radio, which is... They do the exact same thing. UTD Radio is an online radio, which you know broadcasts to whoever feels like listening to it. But I'll right. say this also. This will make Texas Tech, I believe, the only state college in Texas that doesn't have a radio station. And I think it would be a, a really big loss and really embarrassing to not only Texas Tech, but the state of Texas, to have you know a flagship college station shut down when every single other a major university in the well, I would say major, every single other that would be 
signals, but it, it's college radio is just a part of the college experience. There's always a college radio station in schools. And uh, I mean, we're we're big enough. If the, the fact is, if there are universities smaller than us that do have radio stations, it'll look bad for us. And the fact that we've had one for this long, um, and and just taking it away like that, that will look horrible. The the, the KTXT station is a nationally renowned uh, college uh, radio station. It's the it's the best college station in the state of Texas. It, y'all y'all place higher than KUT. Yeah, we do. Wow. KUT is the um, the campus radio station for the University of Texas, um, and and they have so, no like, trouble with funding. <laughs> No, absolutely not. But the thing is, uh, you know, Lubbock, um, I'll say this. Lubbock, uh, let's get away from, like, the university, the the money effect for a minute, and and go to, like, the city of Lubbock, you know, city politics and city culture. Uh, KTXT is is a cornerstone of the music scene of Lubbock, Texas. It probably does more for less money than any other public work uh, put on, well, put out by the city of Lubbock, uh, think about the Buddy Holly Center or any of the uh, auditoriums or anything. It is KTXT that makes Lubbock a place worth coming to for bands. We put on shows. It costs us, you know, a, like a, a minuscule portion of our budget to pay the guarantee for a band, and usually we make a profit off of shows. But we bring music into, into Lubbock, and so... You know, on the road between, you know, New Mexico and, and Dallas, you know, a band comes through and they're like, hey, we would never have expected this little piece of uh, stick in the mud town to have anyone who cared about music. And they tell their people <laughs> to come back. And we've had a lot of famous bands come through Lubbock. Um, and, and you feel that, that KTXT is, is vital to, to keeping the music scene going in Lubbock? Yes, absolutely. There are, there are okay. many bookies here. There are a lot of booking uh, agents here in Lubbock. Who, who bring shows in, but it's it's KTXT that brings in the biggest ones, and we partner sometimes with other uh, uh, pr- promoters. But it's the KTXT gets the people out. We have thousands of listeners, thousands, and this is in Lubbock, Texas. In Austin, having thousands of listeners, nothing. Right, KUT probably has has it. it they pretty much have it all come to them <laughs> a lot easier than y'all do. Um, well, and, and so, so kind of moving beyond things then, um, do y'all think that this is, is a side effect of maybe the direction that, um, that broadcasting is going? Like, like, Ben, do you see, maybe, maybe they saved the station for now, but do you see five years from now something like this coming up again? Um, at what yes. point do we go, look, terrestrial radio is dead, we have to move on? Terrestrial radio will be dead as soon as, you know, top 40 stations start shutting down too. And they, they don't seem to, uh, I mean, they, changes are being made. They employ less people. DJs pre-record their drops, uh, massive layoffs and things. But the people still listen to the radio when they drive. Many people do. Those of us too mm-hmm. lazy to, to, you know, load up a library on our iPod, or those of us too poor to, <laughs> me included, I don't have an iPod, but yeah. we, we, radio is an eternal medium. Newspapers will always exist. I, I think radio will always exist. It'll it'll be in a different form. And internet radio is you know uh, something along that line. So is satellite radio. But I think yeah. the idea of having background music for your driving that's a universally uh, resonant idea. 
So, uh, Kevin, it's you've you've sighed a couple of times. So, so yeah, go ahead and go ahead and chime in. I'm here. I'm gonna disagree. I'm I'm not trying to sigh. I just breathe heavily when I disagree. Um, <laughs> I think that uh, I I think it's it's tough to say that radio or broadcast news of any sort or newspapers will be around forever, um, because we've seen we've seen an increasing decline in them um, for a long time. I mean, the evidence of, of this sort of stuff is seen in, um, the DTV switchover, the fact that we're going to digital broadcasting, um, and, and no longer, I mean, the government has said that no longer will be stations be able to broadcast analog signals. Um, and that's, that's a change of technology, but I think it's, it's indicative of something larger and the fact that people don't get, People on the whole don't get information in the same way they used to, and so you have you have things like satellite radio services, you have private radio services, and those things may still exist, but public broadcast radio, as we have with KTXT, or, or any of the radio stations you spin the dial to get to, will not be um, will not be anywhere near what they were 20 years ago, in in as little as three to five years. But and I've already kind of kind of seen that with the um, the proliferation of, of uh, big conglomerates like Clear Channel um, coming mm-hmm. in and, and buying up all of these uh, talk radio and and um, traditional terrestrial radio stations as as the radio stations find less you know fewer sources of funding less advertising. Um, you get these these mega corporations controlling terrestrial radio, and uh, you know how long will it be till those even have trouble uh, staying afloat? Uh, it seems I, I agree. I think I think everything is shifting to the internet as as a future medium. And, and I think Ben's point was was less that um, radio is going away, but that it is shifting forms. And I think part of uh, the transition period will be for KTXT to maybe ramp up their internet radio. Uh, even higher, and, and pump that a lot more, and push that. Uh, in addition to terrestrial radio, say you know, we're, yeah, we're we're a terrestrial radio station. We broadcast you know on a lower power for the county, but hey, we've also got this internet radio station, and we've got podcasts, and we've got like highlights on new artists, and you know, additional programming that never would have been possible using traditional radio. I think it goes back to your idea. Um, you talked about it in your column not too long ago, and I think we mentioned it on here. The idea of narrow casting, of, yeah. of for radio to survive the transition to the internet, it can't be top forty hits all the time. It can't be just classical music. You can't play a broad spectrum of things. You have to you have to make it a niche marketing sort of a situation. Um, and and KTXT has the potential for that because, as Ben pointed out, there's a lot of different things that they do. They're very good at targeting select audiences. Living Room Radio, which was one of the shows this past semester um, that I just found, had a lot of very eclectic music and had a you know pretty good following, as far as I'm aware. And so they have this potential to to do this. The problem that you're going to find is the problem you have with anything when you put it onto the internet is that it's on the internet, which is this giant ocean filled with crap. <laughs> yeah, and Ben, how do you how do you see combating that? How do you see bringing people, um, maybe even from across the nation, to listening to KTXT rather than the other uh, campus radio stations? KTXT is more about being a, a musical education, in that we we play. You know, there, you know, you listen to the radio, and there are basically two uh, broad types of radio that people listen to. They listen to pop radio, within you know the, the Spanish pop music or the Christian or, you know, top 40 rock or whatever, or rap. And then you have, like, classic rock stations. And 
I mean, I respect the classic rock genre, and I love listening to that stuff, <laughs> but there's a lot more classic music than classic rock that has been played yeah. and made during the past 50 years of, you know, the, the musical explosion of Western culture. Yeah, uh, well, one of the stations I was going to say that, that I respect the most is Folk Alley. They play a, a phenomenal selection of folk music, which is a genre that I think gets it's almost little or no radio time whatsoever. Um, you know, maybe a Sunday show every once in a while. But it's a, it's a genre of music that has influenced classic rock, it's influenced uh, modern pop, it's influenced almost every um, style of music that we hear today. Um, and it goes back to the traditions uh, of music in America far before there were even recording media. Um, so I, and they're associated with the university, but they kind of have found a way to, to self-fund. And you know, do you see do you see KTXT ever going completely independent, or will y'all always be associated with the university? I think a, being independent from the university would be ideal. The trouble is just finding revenue. But part of that would you know be, being cut free from the university, and perhaps going to a, a, a profit format, we'd be able to have a lot more freedom. Uh, see, we're we're really reined in by the restrictions of being a nonprofit radio station. So we're we're not allowed to do a lot. And we talked about this earlier. I've I've heard that y'all have the uh, in in your normal broadcasting y'all have extreme restrictions on what you can play. That the DJs only get choice over a, a small percentage of the the music. That's that's more an editorial position of the music director of the station. The the limits are more on what DJs can talk about and what kind of things we can play on the station that are not music. Oh, the the production. So, mm. uh, yeah. You know, the music, we may play, you know, uh, 50 minutes of music an hour. And then the rest would be drops and um, underwriting positions and also self-advertisement, which actually, uh, if, you, if you listened to the radio station long enough, or listened, rather, uh, you'd notice that, you know, uh, two songs would play and then a spot would play about, of self-promotion about the station. Mm -hmm. And then the next set would start. Uh, there was, we couldn't get very much underwriting because, you know, uh, well, underwriting is is a difficult thing. I'll just leave it at that. I, I can't really go into the, you know anything more detailed than that. It's really difficult for me. I've never been particularly interested, or or, or I, I haven't really cared about it before, or at least until now. And now it's become you know the most important thing ever. What restrictions does does the uh, FCC license entail? And and do you feel like uh, perhaps in the future y'all should move away from from FCC, from having the license and go pure internet radio. Okay, well, the FCC licenses, of course, um, uh, monitoring uh, indecency, which goes without saying for anything broadcast over radio frequency. Um, there are uh, uh, political concerns. We can't talk about politics in a certain way. We cannot make uh, what we call calls to action, uh, which entails hmm. a DJ telling someone to do something. We can't have ads or underwriting that consist of more than a company's name saying they support us. So that basically eliminates all potential ad revenue right there. <laughs> yeah. Because what company, you know, that is worth a lot of money that has money for ads is going to say, "Hey, we're we're Barnes and Noble. We exist." You know, that doesn't <laughs> get they're they're already a brand with good penetration. They don't need anything. How is this particular type of FCC license? Um, is this a special type? Like this is this is different from what a normal 
radio station would have, right? Yeah, it's it's a it's a combination of several factors. It's an FCC educational radio license, and also okay. our status as a nonprofit organization, which uh, combined together um, constrain us in certain ways, which are are, are not present in a, a regular commercial radio station because they are operated for profit and they are not an educational uh, radio station. I'm just wondering, like, I, I see all the potential of of what what KTXT could be if y'all didn't have such restrictions. I mean, um, the, the the possibilities if y'all didn't have the constraint of an SCC license, y'all could do calls to action. Y'all could say, hey, you know, the SGA election is coming up. You could have the, the candidates come on, speak, debate on the radio station. You could have, um, basically play any type of music y'all want um, without the, the same sort of structure imposed on you. I, I just see that, that it could be, y'all could have much more freedom if you weren't tied down by the, the chains of this license. Yeah, that's, that's what going to the radio would really accomplish for us because we would be totally uh, unshackled uh, from all responsibility, <laughs> which, yeah. you know, that, that call to freedom is loud and we can hear it and we're like, eh. Now, now the thing is, though, that's, not, that's still not what the general industry is. And I think Emily made this point as she said that, that the station, with the restrictions and everything, probably was better a better educational tool for her because it gave her experience working within constraints, working within the type of, of license structures that exist in the industry. But we're moving away from that. Um, we don't we don't have uh, I mean with with the onset of internet radio, internet media, those restrictions are becoming less of an issue. There are there are so many countless podcasts, video casts, web based TV shows that that are free to anyone with an internet connection, which isn't exactly free, but you're getting the idea, um, and you and have no restrictions whatsoever. So as we're moving to a more that-based infrastructure, unless the FCC tries to take over the internet, good luck. That's you could still be saying that's that's preparing someone for for existing in a real media broadcast situation. I don't. Hmm. I, I think you have a valid point, but that is a really really far in the future kind of perspective. The fact is. The internet, internet radio, and internet entertainment, and internet news probably don't have the kind of penetration you think they do. Most people still don't use the internet, you know, more than you know, like, like an hour a day. Most people still get their news from the mainstream media and from cable news. Just because the internet stuff is better, doesn't mean that people are immediately flocking to it. People still listen to terrestrial radio overwhelmingly over podcasts, over internet radio. And I would, I, would, uh, I would venture to say over even iPods. This is actually, I, I did include in my, um, in my article on Internet TV distribution that, yeah, it's, it's a way better way of consuming television, but it still accounts for, I think, 1% of total broadcasting or, or less than that. That the vast majority of people still get their TV and through cable, through satellite, um, some of them still over the air, uh, and they'll get it over the, the digital air come February 9th. But that this is still very fledgling, and I think we're kind of skewed here. You know, <laughs> Wouldn't was, you say, Matt? Well, yeah. well, I was going to say part of that is uh, that, like, look at your audience, right? Yeah. You know, everyone who can afford to pay for their entertainment or their form of media is going to go with more an older traditional form. Younger college students or a younger generation isn't going to be looking to pay for what they want to entertain themselves with, so they're going to navigate to internet radio or something that's free. Or an iPod where they pay for it once and then they get to use it continually. Well, I mean, terrestrial radio is still free, but I think it, it's more of a point of, of we're, we're the Internet-savvy generation. And um, unfortunately, the, the vast majority of listeners out there are not 
internet savvy, <laughs> like like you're saying. So it's. I have a story about that. We have uh, one guy who likes to call the show. Uh, he's the, he calls himself the Bohemian Bastard, and the Bohemian <laughs> Bastard is is a. Can you say uh, that on the radio? Yeah. Um, we say, <laughs> Bastard is not one of the seven, I think. So yeah, we say it. Um, the seven but, aren't uh, official. Yeah, but they're they're guidelines, and we follow them. But okay. uh, anywho, the Bohemian Bastard is a farmer who lives uh, in the county over uh, east from Lubbock. I forget which county it is. And he listens to the station while on his tractor, and he calls into the Alt Country show all the time. And we love him. And we have all sorts of crazy old listeners. And we love them. Like uh, there's this one uh, woman, uh, Robot, and she, she calls up all the new DJs and critiques them. So... The, the, the KTXT listenership is really diverse, and it's not just a whole bunch of internet-savvy young folks. But, you know, even a, even amongst us internet-savvy young folks, I still listen to the radio, so... Yeah, and, and I mean, when, when you don't have your when you don't have your iPod and your, or your it's battery's dead, you can still just flip on your <laughs> radio in the car and, and find something to listen to. It's, it's nice to have that there. Um, because, it, yeah, I mean, satellite... Radio is expensive. Uh, internet radio, it's not everywhere. Your iPod, it's it's not always going to be the most convenient thing. It's better um, I here's here's my take on it. I think for the moment, y'all should, y'all can get the funding. Y'all have the support definitely. Um, something is going to happen to keep this back up. I don't think it'll stay off the air. Um, but I think in order to, in order to stay competitive in the future, in order to stay uh, to, to keep your appeal, it's going to have to start moving in toward new media. Um, Y'all are really going to have to start ramping up the, the internet radio portion of it. Um, start producing the shows as podcasts that people can download uh, at their leisure, that students can you know, get and listen to on the way to class. Um, kind of, kind of get, things, get things moving that direction, because someday we are going to reach that point where they're, they're going to stop putting radios in cars, where they're going to... Um, really pull the plug on the transmission uh, because it's it's a heck of a lot cheaper to pay for bandwidth than it is for a <laughs> for a radio tower now Kevin I, I want to get your your final mm -hmm. thoughts on this we'll go we'll go Kevin Ben Matt and, and uh, then wrap things up here but uh, what what do y'all think of this final thoughts go uh, just one pre-final thought. Thought um, I, I looked up uh, the listenership studies from the American Media Service for radio and and this is actually frightening. This this agrees with a lot of what you've been saying, Ben. Um, as far as the way internet, way I perceive radio and the way it actually is, uh, I'm just I just had to verify it for myself because I'm like that. Um, but one of the, these interesting facts that frightens me as me is that 61% of people surveyed uh, say the government should regulate the use of obscenities and profanity on internet radio stations as they do with radio and network television stations, um, oh which. Um, the, it does also add that answers on this question varied greatly by age and gender, with 78% of those over 60 or 65 favoring regulation, and only 34% of those uh, in the 18 to 24 age range were in favor of regulation. Um, but that's that that illustrates Ben's point of how far we have yet to go um, regarding internet radio um, and internet internet media of any sort. Um, so as far as final thoughts go, um, I wish KTXT the best of luck. I certainly hope they can get back on the air because there are certainly days when I don't have my iPod in my car and I do listen to KTXT radio. Um, 
I don't know how they're going to do it because uh, apparently some big up and up people, that is to say, the people with the power to shut off the transmitter, have said we're done. So it's unfortunate. I'll, I'll say yesterday, you know, yesterday the day zero hour, uh, me and a whole bunch of my associates at the station, we all went to Bash's the bar and we watched the news broadcast about ourselves and you know. I would really hate for this to end. It's the end of an era, and, you know, on a personal note, yeah, this has been, you know, my entire social life for the past four years. More than that, I think KTXT is doing an invaluable service to the local community by educating everyone about music, and I don't mean that from a, a patronizing point of view, but, you know, we put it out there. If you want to listen to it, it's there. We're, we created, we helped create the music scene in Lubbock, and we love Lubbock. This, this station, you know, we're making this town fun. And I want to continue to make the town fun. I want to continue to have fun myself and, you know, have my words on the radio because it's the most beautiful ego trip I've ever experienced. And I want other people <laughs> to be able to experience it too. So, yeah, long live KTXT. And I hope, I hope this isn't the last we ever talk about it. Matt? Well, um, Kevin got his pre-final thought, thought, so I'd like to throw mine in also. Um, just want to ask Ben a quick question here at the end. Uh, I was looking at the Facebook group and in the discussion board and... A man by the name of Chris Barber uh, was talking about how uh, that shutting down the station right here at the end of the semester after the papers have stopped publishing is just really goes to show the deception that the university was going through to shut this down in students in a time where students couldn't respond, um, in a time where y'all didn't know this was happening. It was kind of like, you know, we talked about this being, you know, just kind of thrown out as, you know, like, you know, jumping out and saying, boo, all of a sudden you're closed. And then, like, uh, they, but they set it up to where you couldn't jump. Like you could be scared, but there's nowhere if you can jump because the semester's over. Do you do you still feel that way? Do you feel like the university was being deceptive? Yes, I I really really do. Indeedy, it was kind of underhanded, and they were totally within their rights and power. But it's very I, I consider it like an outrage how immoral they handled how immorally they handled this. Do you think this is limited just to the radio station, or does this um, like involve other areas of campus life as well? The power extends to other areas. Whether or not they'll exercise it is yet to be seen. Well, they've demonstrated their capability to act like this, and I would not be surprised if they do so in other spheres. What, what do you think? What else do you think is at risk specifically? I think I think we're we're being exposed to, and I, as a student, I'm being exposed to the the, the the way that the university works, and you know, I've I've just been a part of the station and the college of engineering. And I, I see a, there's a big divide on how things are handled. Uh, I, I don't want to go too much further into this because that's politics, and you know, office politics. And I don't I don't want to stir shit, as they say. But um, but you, really you think it's so. we now we now know that it's not um, beyond the the realm of possibility for them to do something like this completely out of the blue with no warning. Go to the, the Save KTXT Facebook group, and there are all sorts of stories. I wouldn't feel right relaying them to you myself because I, I'm afraid I'd butcher them or, or lie about them or not be able to do them justice. And I'll leave it up to you whether or not uh, these stories are, are representative of student media or of individuals or whatever. I don't. It, it's not my place to make the, to theorize extensively on these things. But well, we'll be covering uh, any developments in this uh, as they happen um, next week. I we'll, we'll see how things. Uh, turn out we're all really supportive of you and uh, everyone over there at the radio station ben uh, i just want to thank you guys uh, for my part and on the part of everyone else at the station 
station manager and everyone else. We yeah. we really appreciate the work and the attention that people like you are, are bringing to this issue. It's really, really nice to see the support that's coming up. So that's about all i got to say. So thank you. It's our pleasure, Ben. Uh, well, thanks, uh, thanks, Ben, for being on the show. Um, Kevin, thank you as well. Uh, Matt, thank you for the mm-hmm. use of your house. Oh, sure thing. <laughs> and uh, Ben, best to luck to you guys. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. But I'll put uh, some links in the show notes so uh, any of you listening out there can can catch up on everything we've talked about today. Um, interesting times. Interesting times. Well, thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next week on Bad Philosophy. I just, I just want to plug something real quick. Tomorrow night at Jake's, <laughs> if anyone who listens to this is in love, there's a Oh, I won't have it up tomorrow. that soon. <laughs> I won't have it up that soon, man. <laughs> what do you mean, well, just tomorrow I... night yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I messed up everything. That's no, okay, you're used to broadcast. You're used to live broadcast. I'm used to my voice strutting out at the speed of light to everyone in their waiting ears. <laughs> LOL. Bad philosophy.com. The FCC.